Hello. The Oval Office Tapes podcast is taking the rare step of allowing this ad to be read anonymously by me, a senior official in the Trump administration. We believe this is the only way to deliver an important perspective to you, our listeners. Do you ever feel stressed out after reading the news? I sure do. After a long day of thwarting my boss's amoral impulses, gossiping with my pals at the water cooler about the 25th Amendment, and issuing a convincing denial to my anonymous New York Times op-ed, I need a good relaxing night of sleep. That's why this Lodestar is excited to partner with Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. It was even named Apple's 2017 App of the Year. Calm gives you the tools to live a happier, healthier, and more mindful life. For a limited time, Oval Office Tapes listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tapes. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash tapes. Hello, sweetheart. You know I love the way that you talk. Hello, sweetheart. And I got too much love in my heart. What you are about to hear are audio tapes recorded at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue during the presidency of Donald J. Trump. These tapes have been acquired exclusively for use in this program. In tonight's episode, we bring you selections from the week of the 10th of September, 2018. As the midterm election begins in earnest and the nation marks the 17th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, President Trump finds himself under siege. Bob Woodward's newly released book, Fear, paints a scathing portrait of Trump's presidency. The hunt continues to find the author of an anonymous op-ed published in the New York Times detailing a secret resistance within the president's own administration and a perilous hurricane threatens to wreak enormous damage on the east coast of the United States. But that is the news. This is the story. As the week begins, President Trump is frustrated by leaks coming out of the Oval Office. He decides to fight fire with fire. In a clandestine, off-the-record phone call, he reaches out to a familiar nemesis, journalist Maggie Haberman of the New York Times. Haberman? Maggie, it's Donald, your president. Listen, Donald? Always with the blocked numbers. Well, I'm not using the White House phones, okay? With all the leaks, and this is off the record, it's too dangerous. Where are you? What's going on? It's ridiculous. Between Woodward, who's totally washed up, and this ridiculous Anani, Anani, Anani op-ed your failing paper published. Mr. President, if you called me just to complain... I spent the whole day on the golf course coming up with a plan. I shot an 86, I might add, and I came up with a plan to stop all this fucking treason. Wait, Donald, do you really think the op-ed is a case of treason? It's a disgrace. Gutless. Such disloyal people everywhere. Tell me, was it Pence who wrote it? You know I can't say anything about... Gutless choir boy. Standing there with his puckered up anus mouth, nodding at everything Trump says, 
secretly plotting to take over Trump's government, become the new Trump. You need to turn him over, Maggie, for national security. So you think it was Pence? We'll find out. That I can tell you. We'll find out. This is treason, Maggie. Nothing short Actually, of... Actually, you have to have declared war for there to be treason. Don't I do enough already? Now you want me to declare war? No, please. Do not declare... My first two years, the most successful, most accomplished presidency in American history... Donald, I don't understand why you're... And I work so hard, you know. Probably harder than any president before me. Obama didn't work at all, you know that, don't you? Articulate but lazy. Why are you calling me off the record? I need to stop the leaks, do some leaking of my own. I'm going to bring in an old friend. Did you ever meet John Barron? Donald. Just listen to him, okay? Just... Don't be stupid. You tried that in New York in the 90s. Everyone knew it was you. It made me more comfortable, okay? I'd feel better to have him call you. On the record? You want to... On background, on background. I don't know, Donald. How long have we known each other, Maggie? How long? Too long. See, that's funny. I like you. When is this supposed to happen? He'll hear from him. He'll call. Tonight? He'll call. Haberman. Maggie. Wait, already? It's John Barron. Oh, I forgot. It's your same voice and everything. No, it's not. I'm John Barron. <sighs> okay. I believe Trump told you I'd call totally off the record. On background, he said. On deep background, probably the deepest. You're not going to answer questions? There's so many leaks and so much treason, and you people in the media are so negative and so fake. I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth, but are you joining the White House staff? It wouldn't be fair to comment on what the president is thinking in terms of a chief spokesperson. Chief spokesperson? You're going to make yourself... I mean, he's going to make you his... The president has 100% confidence in Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Oh, Jesus. You know, what happens at the White House almost doesn't matter, okay? How is that possible? The reality is, Maggie, Trump, the president, he's going to be traveling so much for the midterms. In support of candidates. That's right. He's going to all 50 states, and it's going to be a red wave in November. That I can promise. Even with all the legal problems, are you arguing that voters don't care? The Democrats are so mad they lost an election they should have won, they're inventing all kinds of crap to go after Trump. But the administration is in chaos, and your numbers in the generic polls are rock bottom. How can you still expect to keep the House and the Senate? I do expect it. I really do. And Trump on the campaign trail, a normal president wouldn't have the energy to pull this off. Hmm. The stamina. You need to fly to every state and stand at these rallies and do these speeches. Of course. And you see it. When I go to these rallies and I start speaking... John, you speak? I mean when I watch Trump speak. So you're in the crowd. I see him. And it just energizes Republicans. And you know what? Sometimes there are people outside, Democrats, and when they hear Trump speak, they get de-energized. You really see it. How so? They slump. Their whole bodies, they just give up. Sometimes they fall over. You wouldn't believe your eyes. All these Democrats collapsed on the ground. Well, I'm looking at the data now, and it says the Democrats have an 82% chance to win the House. More fake news. Our polling is through the roof. Historically, the presidential party always loses seats at the midterms. That's all made up. 
like the Woodward book, the Lester Holt interview, Access Hollywood, the failing New York Times op-ed, all your Anani sources. Aren't you being an anonymous source right now? I'm hanging up right now. I'm hanging up. John? What? Will the president be satisfied when you tell him about our call? Be better next time, Maggie. How about the doorman who claims you had a love child with your former housekeeper? Many have observed that President Trump has a very curious relationship with the leadership of his own Republican Party. He seems to inspire their unwavering support, no matter how mercurial his remarks and behavior. Pundits often wonder what, if anything, it will take for prominent Republicans to turn against Trump, which turns out to be the very subject of this secretly recorded call between Trump and Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan. Hello? Paul Ryan, Mr. Speaker, the Boy Scout. Good morning, Mr. President. It's great to hear from you. You fucked me, you know that? You really fucked me, Paul. I'm sorry? This op-ed in the Times? It wasn't me. I know it wasn't you. You're too much of a coward to attack me like that. But everyone's finally asking when the Boy Scout's going to turn on me. When's Paul Ryan going to speak his mind to? Mr. President, I would never... I know you wouldn't, you dopey little putz. You should have turned on me during the campaign like you said you would. Now it's no good. I'm sorry? After that tape came out, Access Hollywood, when they say I grab women by the pussy... With respect, sir, they didn't say that. You did it was on tape. It was fudged, believe me. But still, you fucked me, Paul. You really did. You said, I'm not going to defend Donald Trump. Not now, not in the future. Okay, but that was a tough time. I was simply trying to figure out the best way... Why didn't you stand by your word? I'm sorry, what? You said you weren't going to defend me, but then all you did since then was defend me. It's all you do every single day. It's like a sickness you have. I'm just trying to get this straight, Mr. President. You're upset that I did defend you? Yes. If he had kept your word, maybe the establishment Republicans wouldn't have held their noses and voted for me. Maybe I wouldn't have gotten elected at all. You're supposed to be the big political genius, Mr. Speaker of the House. But guess what? It turns out you're just another Beltway fucking idiot. I wouldn't. And then ever since, you've been praising me constantly. Well, not constantly. You said I showed exquisite leadership. Exquisite? What am I, the Queen of England? I'm sorry. It's like you're in love with me or something. It's disgusting. Mr. President, I'm having trouble processing... What's so hard to process? If I wasn't president right now, there'd be no Mueller witch hunt looking into my family, my finances, everything I've built in my life. Yes, but the tax cuts, the judges, it's, it's all worth it to... Are you out of your fucking mind, you fawning little dweeb? If I hadn't been elected, we'd both have it made right now. But wouldn't people say you were a loser? Rigged. All I'd have to do is say the election was rigged, and I was really the winner, but I wouldn't actually have to be the president. And I'd be raking it in with Trump TV. Trump TV? Trump fucking TV. Nine ninety nine a month, multiplied by tens of millions of subscribers. Do the math, genius. I had no idea you hated being... You think I like spending my day with idiots like you? Reading? You think I like that better than living in my big, beautiful Trump Tower? Playing golf without being given shit about it? Screwing hot broads? Buying their silence? 
You said you weren't going to defend me, but now that's all you do. But, Mr. President, it's because I have principles. Principles? Please, spare me, you Boy Scout. At least I never pretend to be someone that I'm not. Well, <clears throat> as you know, I'm retiring after the midterms. On behalf of all Americans, thank God. I'm sorry you feel this way, Mr. President, but I just want you to know that I am proud of the work that you and I have done for the country. And I think history will remember... Oh, fuck off, Paul. This is Edna. And this is Gladys. And we're housekeepers at the White House, but we moonlight by reading ads on the Oval Office Tapes podcast. I know when I'm doing my daily wipe down on the presidential tanning bed, I like to listen to a good book. And Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet. And when I'm picking up mountains of tear-stained tissues from the First Lady's private bedroom, I like to transport myself with a good romance like House of Trump, House of Putin by Craig Unger. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash oval and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash oval or text oval to 500-500 to get started today. What? Go to audible.com slash oval or text oval to 500-500 to get started. It is no secret that President Trump has trouble sleeping at night and frequently passes the time calling celebrities and other friends to discuss matters that are weighing on his mind. As the gathering storm of the week's events reach a climax, the president telephones reality TV star Kim Kardashian, who had only the week before been to meet with Trump staffers at the White House. Kanye, no. I'm on hold for Trump. The sneakers are just whatever. Kim, hello there. Mr. President, good to hear your voice. You know, I heard you were in last week to see Jared and Ivanka. I'm sorry I missed you. So much is happening in your world. I understand. But it would have been great to see you. That much I know. I bet you look gorgeous. That's sweet of you. Dan, my social media guy, great guy. He showed me a picture from the Twitter. I mean, holy cats. Ah, Mr. President, how are you? Well, every day is a fight, as you know, but what can you do? You keep going. That's right. Then sometimes you do some good, you get something done, you win. Totally. And you, practically all you do is win. With the TV show, the Twitter followers, I really admire the Instagram. I appreciate that. I have a great team. But in terms of what's important to me right now... Nobody around here, nobody gets anything done besides me. But you, I gotta say, you got that woman out of prison. Not without your help. Then back in the White House last week, talking about more criminals, I'm beginning to think you have some kind of fetish. Um, Chris Young is his name, actually. But not just him, Mr. President. All nonviolent drug offenders with unfair sentences. Well, I'd like to help you out, Kim. Help you out with this Chris Young. Help you get another Trump pardon. Well, that's so awesome, Mr. President. Thank you. But if I'm going to help you, and I've helped you before, I need something from you. All right. Some advice. 
Of course. What do I have to do to get more than just these lousy celebrities on my side? What... what do you mean? Kid Rock, Ted Nugent. I bet Kendall and Kylie couldn't even pick them out of a lineup. And this guy who draws that fucking Dilbert cartoon? I haven't seen it. These lowlifes can't help me win the midterms, but you could. You and your family, your friends, Bieber, Drake. Like I said, I'm focused on reforming our present system. Come on, beautiful woman like you. You don't want to go near those cages with all those slobbering wolves. I've been blessed with immense privilege, Mr. President. And with that comes responsibility. This prison junk, it's all about improving your brand, right? Respectfully, Mr. President. Because Trump is the king of branding, all right? And I mean, if you came out and campaigned with me for these congressmen, wow. I have my own obligations, sir. But it would be incredible for your brand. I'm telling you, it'd really be something. And if they love you on the campaign trail, who knows where that leads? I might have an opening in the VP slot before long. What? That's right. I'll keep that in mind, Mr. President. And if you have any other bright ideas that might help your favorite president in his time of need... Well, there was one thing I've been thinking of mentioning. It'd be unorthodox, but I could see it working, maybe. Any idea from you? I'm all ears. Do you remember how I got popular? There was a tape. Maybe you saw it. Maybe I did. You never know. Rumor has it, and I can't say whether this is true or not. It was leaked by my mom on purpose. Talk about a woman with vision. What I'm saying is that tapes like those... Tapes that reveal things can really benefit someone's popularity. I'm confused, Kim. Are you suggesting we make a sequel? Is Kanye oh, no, available? No, 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 no. No, that's not... No, Mr. President, I'm referring to a tape that I've heard may already exist. Of me and Melania? Believe me, there's nothing. I'm talking about a tape that was made in Moscow. Weren't you at the Ritz for Miss Universe? I don't always remember. Depends on the day, the question, who's asking. This might be a good time to remember. I don't know. I mean, first of all, that tape doesn't exist. I assure you, I never sat in a hotel room in Moscow ordering a bunch of the most beautiful prostitutes in the world to make a golden shower in Obama's bed. Now we're talking. But if it did exist, like, really... If I could get Putin to release it? Remember, your fingerprints can't be anywhere near it. And you think people would want to see it? Oh, I know they would, Mr. President. By the hundreds of millions, it creates connection. Trust me. Mine came out and it changed the world. There's no better way to show people who you really are. And when you're powerful and hot and strong... Kim, really, the... The way you say that now, I, I might have to go. See, even the idea of it builds a connection. I'm telling you, people pretend to get all up in arms about these things, but they love them. And it would hurt the Democrats? How would it hurt the Democrats? Imagine the views on YouTube. You'd open up a whole new demographic. Well, everything Trump is a big deal. You're right about that. It's definitely outside the box, I admit, but... I've been right about a lot across my career. Listen to you, not shy this one. In fact, 
I wasn't going to bring it up, but I do have 4 million more Twitter followers than you. And you asked for my advice. Well, now I really have to get to work. Goodbye, Mr. President. I hope I've helped. You've given me a lot to think about. Good night, Kim. It has been several days since the anonymous op-ed published by the New York Times and penned by a senior administration official detailed a secret effort within the president's own staff to subvert his orders and thwart what they called his amoral impulses. Increasingly preoccupied with identifying the author of the article, President Trump seeks the counsel of his attorney general, Jeff Sessions. White House switchboard. Get me that foghorn leghorn marble mouth dandy who runs the quote-unquote Justice Department. I'm sorry, Mr. President. Jeff Sessions. Right away, sir. This is the Attorney General. For now. Mr. President? I want to arrest the New York Times. Who would you like to arrest at the Times? I, I don't know. How about Haberman? Can we just put her in jail just for a week or two? Sir, you can't just... I have to do something, okay, Jeff? I want to take away their license, but Jerry tells me I can't. Well, that's correct, sir. I mean, the Times doesn't operate on a license. It's really about the First Amendment. And my good friend Lindsey Graham says he can't just change the libel laws. It's a disgrace. Well, Lindsey's right about that one, too, sir. The New York Times versus Sullivan Supreme Court case. Blah, and blah, I... blah. The op-ed is nothing short of treason. And if I can't take away their license or sue them for libel, then you need to arrest somebody over there who can rat out this anonymous coward. Well, uh, sir, treason as defined in the Constitution relates to giving aid and comfort to the enemy in a time of war. Well, what do you think this is? Well, you know, of course, that treason carries a penalty of death. Is that what you really want? Well, it may not be pretty or nice, but my friend Duterte in the Philippines has people killed for this kind of thing all the time. Oh, Mr. President. Yes? The laws are a little bit different here. I, I got another idea. I'd love to hear it, Mr. President. What if we come up with a solution to this little problem ourselves? You and me, like the good old days. Back in the campaign, you were the very first senator to endorse me. Well, I was indeed. Well, it meant a lot to me, Jeff. I mean, remember those rallies? Well, I thought that the crowd in Mississippi was going to blow the roof open. They almost did. Mr. President, I supported you for a reason. I admire you deeply, and I, I believe in what you're doing, but... I've been very clear with you numerous times that the Justice Department can't operate as part of your political arm. And I'm not talking about Mueller. I'm talking about something different here. You and me, an in-house investigation. An in-house investigation? That's right. We can run it out of the White House basement. They've got all those offices down there, no one in them. No one needs to know about this. They'll work behind the scenes, plugging leaks like engineers. We can call them the engineers. The engineers? They do all the dirty work. Whatever it takes to plug the leaks, find out who the Anani sources are, and you and I can keep our hands clean. It's a win-win. Well, sir, I'm not sure if you're aware, but things like this have been tried before. So there's precedent. Well, there was Ollie North and also back in the Nixon days. Don't talk to me about Nixon. I'm so sick of hearing about Watergate. Bob Woodward is highly overrated. Well, Nixon called them the Plumbers. The Plumbers. That's an awful name. Plumbers are dirty, uneducated, they smell funny. I'm talking engineers. 
the White House engineers. But, but, sir, do you have any idea how expensive it'll be to set up a brand new clandestine spy operation conducting its business in secret from within the government? Who cares? Take the money from the re-election campaign. I, I just really don't think this is a good idea, Mr. President, and, and I feel compelled to advise you that... I don't think you should be discussing it with me, of all people. If you're worried about getting caught, we can always get the FBI to help us out. Not the deep state ones, the good ones. Let me get back to you on this. Fine, fine, but don't defy me on this, Jeff. I'm trying to get along here, but there's a limit to Trump's patience. Okay. Goodbye, Mr. President. And by the way, there was no collusion. That I can tell you. Okay, sir. Goodbye. Hello, I am a Russian bot created in windowless Russian troll farm. I mean, no, I'm not. I am just regular American woman created in windowless American troll farm. I, like you, enjoy typical American pastimes like yelling at baseball men on TV, fomenting discord online to erode confidence in the security of your democratic elections, and reading ad copy for podcasts. Just like this. Did you miss last night's daily show with Trevor Noah? Well, here's some news that will be music to your ears. The Daily Show is also a podcast. Now, you can catch up on episodes by listening to The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. It's just like The Daily Show, but for your ears. When the traditional news cycle brings you down, let the incisive and insightful humor of The Daily Show edition bring you back up. Subscribe now and listen to The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition, available Tuesday through Friday mornings on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your ears on a podcast. Trump's management style is legendary for its lack of discipline. Staff meetings are called without warning at the president's whim. In this unplanned gathering, Trump reviews business of the day with White House Chief of Staff John Kelly, Chief Spokesperson Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Personal Attorney Rudy Giuliani, and Senior Presidential Advisor Stephen Miller. I assure you that's what I want to do. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Sarah, I should probably do an official tweet for 9-11. Very good, sir. Rudy, you got any bright ideas? Well, I was hoping you'd find it in your heart to remember my personal involvement. Perhaps something about me being a true warrior. Yes, yes, of course. We have our agreement. I tweet about you every 9-11, and you go on TV and wiggle your arms and talk nonsense about me every other day. But I'm thinking more in terms of what I tweet to the whole country. How about, I'd like to extend my best wishes to all on this special date, September 11th. Boring. Stephen Miller, my little Stevie Wonder Boy. What's it missing? How about, I'd like to extend my best wishes to all, even the haters and losers, on this special date, September 11th. Bingo. Uh, Mr. President. Tweet it right now. That's a winner. I'm not sure that captures the proper spirit. Okay, fine. Then how about this? 17 years since September 11th. Uh, you, you mean like with an exclamation mark? Exactly, but only one. Important on a day like this, that we show restraint. That's brilliant, Mr. President. Okay, then. On to other business. You guys see Morning Joe today? Mika was so excited about the new polling numbers, I thought she'd wet herself. Those polling numbers are skewed. 
don't bullshit me. The numbers are bad, huh, Sarah? I'm afraid so, Mr. President. It's looking less and less likely that a red wave is going to provide you with an overwhelming mandate. Whatever you do, don't tell anyone that. We gotta keep hammering. Best two-year president ever. Better than Lincoln. Of course. If the fucking Democrats take over the Congress, the first thing they'll do is come after my tax returns. And when they do, believe me, there will be violence in the streets. And if they win the Senate... Perhaps we shouldn't go there, Mr. President. I think it best just to act like it isn't going to happen. Shouldn't we prepare? No, sir. I think we just cross our fingers and pray to the Lordy. We need an October surprise. A what? An October surprise. A political event designed to throw an election into upheaval in its final weeks. Oh, Stevie Wonderboy, you are so right. We need the biggest October surprise. The best October surprise. I can talk to my friends at Breitbart. Get some new MS-13 rumors into the bloodstream. Bigger, better. How about a war? What? With who? What about Canada? I'll show that weak-kneed sissy boy Justin Trudeau who's boss. I'm not sure if people will take that seriously, Mr. President. What about Montenegro? Oh, I've been to Montenegro. You want to attack Montenegro? Yeah, that asshole Dukanovich pushed me at the NATO summit in Brussels. They were ruthless, vicious people. Stunning broads there. All that sun they get, some nice wines too. Jesus Christ, Rudy, are you listening to a word I'm saying? They're a NATO ally. We're sworn to defend them. Calm down, John. Get a hold of yourself. And as I recall it, it was you who pushed Dukanovich, Mr. President. Damn right I did. Asshole. Putin hates him too. Told me himself. We should go kick his ass. It's definitely an interesting idea, but the press likes it better when you dangle a shinier object in front of them. That's a good point. What about if we change up the VP? Whoa, 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 calm down, just hear me out. Look, just think about it. We'll set up a contest like a reality show. We do three episodes, live, coast to coast. We get people, big people, important people, rich and powerful people to compete to be my next vice president. Pence can apply too if he wants. We can sell Fox News the After Hours show. And then the night before the election, I'll present like a flag. And a Bible. To the winner, live on national TV, prime time. We'll swear him in right then and there. We'll call it a heartbeat away. It'll definitely beat the Super Bowl. And how exactly would that help us win the midterms? Are you kidding? Our people will be going wild in the streets. Voter turnout through the roof. That's what it's all about. I suppose it could work. Especially if it drives voter turnout. It's fucking genius! And that's how television is made. Get me Mark Burnett. If the president calling you gutless and accusing you of treason doesn't give you anxiety, please tell us your secret. If it does, there's Calm. Visit calm.com tapes for the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. That's com.com slash tapes. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash tapes. Thank you for joining us for the Oval Office Tapes, a behind-the-scenes look at the presidency of Donald J. Trump. We'll return next time with more tapes from the Oval Office. Hi again, it's Gladys. And Edna. 
And now they want us to do the credits, too. Kuching. Blumhouse Television and Cutler Productions present The Oval Office Tapes, performed by Mary Birdsong, Nicole Collins, Quentin Flynn, Brendan McKay, Scott McCord, Jeff Rector, and Philip Wilburn. Our show is written by Scott Conroy, R.J. Cutler, Mike Schneider, and Leslie Hollingsworth. Trevor Smith is our producer. The Oval Office Tapes is directed by R.J. Cutler. Our show is recorded and edited by Julia Nicholson and designed and mixed by Mark Holden at the Invisible Studios in West Hollywood. Our cast and directors are Meg Mormon and Sunday Bowling. Tess Ryan is our writer's assistant. Production support is provided by Chloe Sanders, Alexandria Nichols, and James Gelbert. Al Wickers keeps us honest. Our theme music is Connection by King Tuck. This podcast is distributed by Cadence 13. Our executive producers are Jason Blum, Scott Conroy, and R.J. Cutler. The Oval Office Tapes is created by R.J. Cutler. Check out our website, ovalofficetapes.com. We're also on Twitter and other social media at Oval Office Tapes. Thanks for listening to the Oval Office Tapes. Oval Office Tapes.